Good afternoon, my name is Tori McNeil. I'm here, I'm here with Ms. Gail Rivers. We're located at the Brooklyn Public Library, Central Library, uh, to discuss the Our Streets, Our Stories, Let's Talk 2016. Today is February 3rd, 2017. So, Ms. Rivers, tell us about 2016 for you. Well, 2016 was a fantastic year for me because um, I was in a play which I have been doing for, for quite some years. And I have my book, which will be coming out this summer, I had it published. So it's been fantastic so far. <laughs> Can you talk about any highlights that have occurred in 2016 for you? Highlights? Well, I became involved with um, what called a part of a, a, a Jack. It's a theater here in Brooklyn. It's called Jack, headed by Alan Duffy and Deirdre Wright. And we are launching something for reparations. We think that's very important. So we have had our second session, and it's going to be a whole year-long process. And we're going to come up with some findings. Can you tell us about growing up in Brooklyn, what it was like? Oh man, growing up in Brooklyn was something else. I had a wonderful life. I came from South Carolina where I was born um, to Brooklyn in 1958. I was like eight years old. And I went to various schools. I lived with my grandparents. And um, we would just, we just had a, a great childhood. And we would sing those songs and all the things that kids did, like jungles and all that kind of stuff. And the most important thing was like, at that time, there were a lot of artists that were performing all over Brooklyn. And I remember the Deloes Theater on Pickett Avenue, where we used to go and pay a dollar, see people like James Brown, the Duke of Earl, the Supremes, etc. And uh, it was just, it was just fascinating to see the difference in how Brooklyn was and what it is now, I just had a great life. What are some of the changes that you noticed in 2016? Oh, gentrification, oh my God, it started like to me like in the 1990s, something like that. But all of these high-rise buildings and condos and whatever, it was mostly brownstones back in the days, but it's drastic. We, we got the, the Barclays Theater, which we never had before. You know, it's just totally different. Totally different. Would you say different for the better or different for the worse? For the better, in a sense, we have different kinds of people, diversity, which I love. But the cost of rent alone, I mean, back in the day, you could get an apartment from like anywhere from 100 and something dollars up until, say, $380 tops. But now today the rents are like $3,000 or more. You know, so that's not good because a lot of people can't afford those rents. You know? A lot of condos, which I believe there should be more senior developments. They call it affordable housing, but it's not really affordable. It should be more like low income. What do you think could be done better? What could be done better is that we, I wish they would make more Mitchell Lamas because those were affordable for middle class. 
people. Matter of fact, I lived in a bitch alone. Um, more senior developments, because the majority of people that are retiring now are baby boomers. And they can't pay the rent if they are not in the development monthly like I am. They can't afford to pay the rent. So going into 2016 and maybe maybe a little bit further, um, what would you say was the hardest part of 2016 for you? The hardest part? Well, I, I don't. It's it's been very comfortable for me. Maybe for some other people financially, I'm okay. I retired in 2015. I'm, I'm good. So going into 2017, what would you say is something that you're looking forward towards? Question again. Uh, going through 2017, what is something that you're looking forward towards? I'm looking forward to reparations, which we just got started with, like I said, with Jack's organization. I mean, I'm Alex's organization, Jack. Um, I'm looking forward to my play that I wrote, and my book is coming out this summer. I'm looking forward to performing that in a couple of venues. You know, hopefully, I spoke to my uh, publisher and I said, "Well, maybe we can make it into a, a film, even if it's TV." You know, so that's something to think about. That's what I'm looking forward to. Gotcha. What's the name of your book? It's called Southern Gals. It's like the story of my life. It's a comedy. It's a they comedy. love it. It's a comedy. Yeah. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. Mm -hmm. <coughs> Now, what, what would you say were some of the, the highest points of maybe maybe just your life in general? The highest points, maybe? What were some of the highlights of your life? That's something that, that she will never forget. Mm. Well, my mother passed away when I was five. And I went to live with my grandparents. You know, you... You shift around to different family members and whatever. That wasn't very comfortable, but after graduating high school and getting married and having my children, that was something totally different. And I always wanted to have kids. Um, going to college, which I paid for my own FIT, that was a great experience. It really got me involved in fashion. And I learned a lot of things throughout my life because I've had a lot of different jobs. You know? Yeah. What would you say what would you say was your drive or your passion for going to FIT? Well, because I was working with um, Montgomery Ward at the time as a secretary, working with a buyer. I just was fascinated by clothes. Always loved clothes. And when I was growing up I would rather wear clothes than eat. <laughs> But um, that's what that's what drove me, yeah. And um, what uh, what degree did you graduate with? Uh, associates okay. from um, FIT, Fashion Buying Merchandise, and then I went into marketing. Um, I didn't get my VA. I hope to do my life experience because I'm like 18 credits away from my VA, so I need to do it. Yes. Yeah, I certainly wish you the best of luck on that. Hopefully, I'm sure you'll. 
what is the um, what would you say? Do you have any challenges regarding you know going to school? The advantage. Uh, yeah, advantages and challenges that you, you know. The more you learn, the more knowledgeable you are. The easier you are to deal with people, you know, because there's a lot of things that you learn that help you in that matter. Now, uh, with that said, would you say you had a mentor? That I have mentored? Yes. Yes, I have. I have. Matter of fact, when I was working on in the museum, the Cooper Hill Museum, which is a part of the Smithsonian, and it was this guy there, and he was, he's like my son's age, maybe like two years older than my son. And he was working in security, and he wanted to really get out of security. I said, you're so young, why would you be wanting to work in security? That's something that someone would do when they're just about to retire. And I got him a job working in my department, you know. So ever since then, I, I've been mentoring him. You know, I would help him with jobs. I would help him with information and stuff like that. So I think it's very important everybody needs to mentor somebody. Male, female, whatever. What, you, what would you say are the three qualities of a good mentor? Good qualities? Well, you have to have empathy. You have to be compassionate. You have to be a, pers a people person. And you have to care about people. Uh, did you have any mentors in, throughout your life? Yes, I did. Uh, uh, aunts that I grew up with. Uh, one of my favorite mentors was my uncle, my uncle Roy. And you know, back in the day, people had a lot of kids, so they didn't have a lot of money. So for Christmas, he bought me like this, this white sweater that I, oh, I can't even explain it. You know, it, it, because you would get like fruit and maybe like some nuts and maybe one little toy or whatever. But he went out of his way and he would sit down and he would talk to me, he would tell me stories about my mother. You know, stuff like that. He was my mentor. Yes. What was the best piece of advice that your mentor gave to you? Hmm. Well, the example that he showed me was that you need to have a job. You need to work. And that's what he did. He was a hard worker, and that's what I was. Yes. You have to work to get what you want. Nobody's going to give it to you. And you don't want anybody giving it to you. You get it yourself. Now in uh, 2017, what's the best piece of advice you would give to this next upcoming generation? Find out what your niche is. Always have goals. Oh no. Always have a what they call a resolution. Well, write your goals down. And you need to, each year, you need to follow through. Don't just write it, you need to actually do it. Yeah. That's the same goals. Well, Ms. Rivers, it was an honor and a privilege to meet you. And on behalf of the Brooklyn Public Library, we thank you for participating in the Elm Street Star Stories. Let's talk 2016. Same here. Thank you.